0: Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Wednesday. It is December 1st. It's 2021. We have a nine game basketball slate to talk about here today. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend?
1: Eh, not too much. DFS isn't going great, but sports betting is way more than making up for it. Gonna, gonna be a pretty solid day, depending on how. These last few games of the night, they're still going on. And
0: Yeah, my DFS team is, like, right on the verge of being okay. But, I mean, I played Civi and it just it didn't work out. Tyus Jones didn't really do much. Van Vliet kind of disappeared the last eight minutes of the game, it seemed like. Um, I got Triple J right. But that's one of the only things I've gotten right um on the early games. So I mean we're recording when the late games are still playing, so we'll see how that kind of shapes up. But I mean, it looks like it's gonna be a good betting night, good prize pick night. So a lot of four V four four out of fives on prize picks tonight, which is profit, so I'm not too mad about it. And the sports book, as long as uh, Draymond and Nurkic hits their overs, I should be having I should have a good night over there as well. So thanks. Um nine games. Nice little slate here. Nothing too crazy. Nine gamers are right in that sweet spot. We get started with Minnesota at Washington. 216 and a half total here. Washington is a three-point favorite. On the Washington side, Bryant is out. Hatchamora still not with the team. He's out. And then on the Minnesota side, Patrick Beverly is out. Anthony Edwards, Josh McDaniels, Jared Vanderbilt, all questionable um flu is what it sounds like not covid but flu um we'll start here with the minnesota side obviously edwards mcdaniels and vanderbilt if they were to sit how do we not play d'angelo russell and carl anthony towns if those guys are out
1: yeah i mean the biggest one obviously being edwards if edwards is out then russell and towns are going to be in for a huge increase in usage even though it's a tough matchup going up against washington their price tags really aren't reflective. Of how good they are and how much usage they're going to get. I mean, Towns is saying at nine point five K with Edwards normally out, like he was, or it was it was Russell out earlier in the season. In any case, all three of those guys have close to thirty percent usage with Edwards out. Towns get should be around ten point five, almost eleven K in a given matchup. So even in a tough one versus Washington, still too underpriced. Russell still too underpriced. So it's largely hinged, hinging on the Edwards news. If he's out and Vanderbilt's out and McDaniels are out, then I think Beasley comes into a little bit more of a role sitting at 4,500. I think he's a guy that we should definitely be looking into. Could get a nod for the starting lineup. Nas Reed could get a decent amount of playing time here. I mean, there is always the chance they end up going small. They're not really going to need him too much. Um, But they they could still end up playing him a decent amount of minutes, sitting at 3,400 if he's going to get 25 minutes. He's close to a point-per-minute player. That's far too cheap here. So, it's largely dependent on the injuries here. Um, but Edwards, like, can very much dictate a lot of this slate. Luckily, it's a 5 p.m. game. We should get the news prior to tip-off. Hopefully, this is the NBA. You never know what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, it's all dependent on injury news. But if there, if all these guys are out, it offers a ton of value, and this is going to be the stack of the night.
0: Yeah, um, if everyone plays – I don't know if I have a ton of interest in Minnesota. Um, I'm fading this game. If I mean, I don't want to make it seem like it's like a huge flip flop, but it it really is. Um, So, I mean, for me, and then on the Washington side of this game, I mean, if we're going to be playing some Minnesota guys, if there's some injuries, I mean, I don't mind Beal. I just don't like the price tag. I don't love the price tag on Dinwiddie. Um, I'm going to keep firing the Kyle Kuzma rebound prop because it's just absolutely smashing. So I kind of like that. But, I mean, Gafford at 4,800 going up against Minnesota and Carl Anthony Towns. I don't hate Gafford here.
1: Yeah, Gafford's really good guy. I mean, he's really eating into Harold's minutes. He's been playing really well recently. I don't expect him to shoot 75% from the field, but regardless, he's still getting rebounds. He's still getting a double-double almost every single night. A little bit too underpriced at 4,800 outside of him though like Beal's just not really hitting that ceiling Kuzma's just really not doing too much outside of rebounding occasionally i will have one of those nights where he gets hot and just starts chucking the ball but overall he's probably not worth it especially on this big of a slate maybe a guy that'd take a shot on a three or four game slate but not on this size Dinwiddie at 6k probably not getting more than 30 points with Beal in the lineup there just eating up all the usage so yeah it really just is Gafford I mean I don't hate if all those guys are ruled out for Minnesota. If you want to bring it back with either Kuzma or Beal, hoping that this game stays close, I think you can. But even if this game stays close, you're likely not getting enough upside from Beal to really have it matter. I mean, I know his usage is through the roof, but he's just not really getting there any given night. So Gafford's really the only guy I have any interest in on Washington.
0: All right, we move on. We got Atlanta at Indiana taking on the Pacers, 215.5 total here. Pacers, a one-and-a-half point favorite. Um, Bogdanovich out, Hunter out, and Reddish questionable for Atlanta. And then on the Pacers side, Justin Holiday out, Miles Turner questionable, and TJ Warren out. Uh, let's start here with Atlanta. What are your thoughts on the Hawks here?
1: Not really in love with anyone. I mean, you can always take a shot on Herter. He's going to play a boatload of minutes. You can get it done. Oregon end up doing nothing. Trey, always a potential guy that you can throw in to game stack or just a guy that you can play as a one-off. Always has a big ceiling, but at close to 10K, I think there's spend-ups. I'd rather go elsewhere. Capella, like he's playing a lot of minutes. He's been doing really well. He's probably my favorite, especially if Miles Turner ends up missing, but he did get a 1K price bump. Is that enough? I'm not sure, but it's definitely a better play if Turner ends up missing on the other side. And then Collins, like 6.9K is where he should be priced. You're not getting much upside. You're consistently probably getting around 35 points, which is fine. Not going to argue with that. Just it's not going to help you take down GBP So Trey Young and Capel are the two main guys, and Capel is mostly if Turner ends up missing on the other side.
0: And then on the Pacers' side, obviously, if Turner were to sit you know, that's that's definitely going to open up a few things, but I think it's, you know, maybe even more of a bump to Sabonis here. I don't even know who we would bump up um, Martin, I guess. I don't really know what the rotations would kind of look like here, but I think Sabonis would get the biggest bump. And I mean, Levert's 5,400 and played 34 minutes on the second end of a back to back. The minutes are there. The shots weren't, like, going in the other night, but I think Levert is a fantastic play here at 5,400.
1: Yeah, uh Levert and Brogdon are very good plays, regardless more Levert. I know he had a rough night the other night. I know this because I played him, and I bet on him, and neither one of those things turned out too well. But I'm actually pulling up court IQ. I mean, Sponis obviously had just a ridiculous night the other night without Turner in there. He's the guy that I assume is going to get The boost here, I'm checking out. uh, Goga only ended up playing a few minutes. Um, Yeah, Martin ended up playing a few extra minutes without Sabonis on the floor, but yeah, I think they're mostly just going to roll with Sabonis at the five. Um, Sabonis, I think it's a pretty big bump. He's not really in play for me. If Turner ends up playing, it's just Levert and Brogdon, but if Turner's out then I think Sabonis you can go right back to the well on him I mean he had such a ridiculous night the other night main thing is if Turner's out we can expect 35 plus minutes from Sabonis which is something we can't always rely on from him depending on how he's playing any given night but yeah like this is a good spot which is the only reason why I have interest in Capella and Trey Young over on the other side this is a good game stack if Turner ends up missing it's a mediocre spot with just Brogan and Levert being the guys in play if Turner ends up playing.
0: Well, I think the other thing that we have to kind of note about the other night is Justin Holiday played 39 minutes, and he's already ruled out for this game. He's in health and safety protocols. So, I mean, Duarte and Martin probably get extra minutes here um, if Turner sits. But, I mean, if Turner plays, I still think the Pacers are kind of interesting because I think they're going to have to have a really tight rotation here um, as far as just using their main pieces
1: yeah i mean like i said i like brogdon i like louvert quite a bit regardless but yeah, so I, I didn't think about that with holiday out there yeah duarte he'll get a bump martin will get a bump duarte at 4k seems a little bit cheap if he's going to play enough minutes i mean he doesn't stand out as a great play but he's a pretty solid overall play I mean, um, he's going to
0: take double-digit shots and play potentially 30 minutes at 4K. I think we have to consider him for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're definitely right there. And then McConnell, if he ends up getting the start of Turner's out, then if he's going to play the so I know he didn't do great the other night, but he can still end up getting like eight stocks during the game. So McConnell, another guy that's definitely in play, especially if he ends up getting the start.
0: All right. um, Denver at Orlando, 207.5 total here. Denver, nine point favorite, uh, as far as the Nuggets are concerned. PJ Dozer out. Michael Green, questionable. Murray and Porter Jr. remain out. And then on the Orlando Magic side, Cole Anthony will be back for this game. Michael Carter Williams, Foltz, Isaac Moore, and Jalen Suggs are out. So we get, uh, we'll go to the Denver side first here. They're on the road going into Orlando. Um, I mean, Jokic returns, played 33 normal minutes against Miami. Um, What are your thoughts here on Denver?
1: First of all, I want to mention, do you see the video of him in the club singing the Serbian national anthem? No. Sparkler. Oh, gosh, I love Joker. I love him so much. Gosh, he's great. But he's the only guy I'm interested in tonight. I mean, this game has a potential of a blowout. The only reason I'm using him is if I'm bringing it back with some Orlando players and Barton priced up to I Gordon and not playing him. Morris really hasn't seen much of an increase. Jeff Green has been doing well with all the injuries, but 4.8K is probably priced up enough. Compazos in the rotation, but 3.9K. Bones Highland potentially is a guy that you could play, but the minutes are a little bit unpredictable unless he was in the starting line, which I don't see why he would be unless they just want to give him a little bit more time. He's out, so really he's just is the only guy of interest in the blowout where is way too much, where I'm not touching him unless I'm bringing it back with Cole Anthony or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you think this game's going to stay close, then, I mean, Jokic is very much in play. I think Will Barton is someone that's super interesting here. I know he didn't have a good game the other night, but I, I think he's someone that could potentially see a bump with Kevin Porter Jr. out so I don't mind taking a shot on him. Aaron Gordon going back to Orlando, playing big minutes. I just – I don't know if I trust Aaron Gordon. I never trust Aaron Gordon. You never should. No one ever
1: should trust Aaron Gordon.
0: Uh, I mean, on the Orlando side of things, I mean, with Suggs out now, like, it it sounds like we're going to get normal minutes from Cole Anthony. I haven't seen anything kind of um, alluding to him that that he's going to be limited here. So, I I mean, Suggs out – Anthony back, I think you could still potentially take shots on Wagner and Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba, but, I mean, it it really just kind of – you really kind of have to try to project how this game is going to play out.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's why it's a a stacker fade. If I'm playing Jokic, then I actually like Cole Anthony tonight. I mean, without Suggs in there, it's probably going to increase his usage. Prior to getting injured, he was already putting up 20 shots a game and he can get a triple-double any given night. Like, he's getting a ton of boards. He's getting a ton of assists every single night prior to when he was getting injured. He's only been out for, like, a week and a half, so I don't think addition is really going to be that much of an issue. I really like Cole Anthony here as a bring back. And then, yeah, you're right. Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr., both guys that I really like. I'm a little bit worried about Wendell Carter. He could be on Jokic for a little bit, and I'm always worried about him getting handsy and getting into foul trouble. So, his minutes are always a worry, but if you're not going to play him, I think you still can play Bomba. Bomba can put up a pretty big night any given night. He put up almost 50 going up against Philly. So this is a spot where I will have some Orlando stacks with Anthony and one of Bomba, Carter, or Wagner in there um, and bring it back with Jokic. And I don't think it's a terrible idea here. I mean, the spread and the total in this game are worrisome, but we've seen Cole Anthony put up a big night while – the Magic only put up 92 points. And without Suggs in there, people get that people forget that Suggs in the offense with Anthony was still shooting 10, 12 times a night. So I wouldn't be surprised if that gets spread out between everyone. I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony just decides I want to do everything. So it's really not a bad spot. It's not, and I think it's going to go pretty low on and on this slate.
0: Philadelphia at Boston, two 10 and a half total here. Boston is a two-point favorite in this game um i mean boston side jalen brown's questionable i mean I feel like he's been questionable every slate since returning and then i mean ben simmons remains out for philadelphia so pretty healthy teams here um i mean jalen brown every time he's been questionable i think he's played right um i don't know we'll see I don't know if this is the spot they said him or not, but who knows? Uh, Let's start with the 76ers here. What are your thoughts on Philly?
1: I don't want anything. Like, yes, Embiid is fine as a tournament play. He's a decent spend-up. He can always put up a massive outing. But it's a 207 total. It is had to be a tight game here. Um, But I I don't want to pay this price for Maxi, like Seth Curry, all these guys. I, I just don't really see it happening. Harris is sitting at 8K. You're not getting much of a ceiling from Harris at 8K. Like his ceiling is what 45. Like that's his ceiling. With Embiid in there, he's taking up too much of the usage. So just Embiid, and I'm really not interested in Embiid. I'm really not interested in this game at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind looking at like some Tobias props here, but 8K is just too much with Embiid back. You know, we're we're kind of waiting for. His and Maxi's price to kind of go back down now that Embiid's back. I think Philadelphia is just kind of priced right. You could play Embiid on any slate. He's a guy that you know can go for 70 plus fantasy points. On the Boston side, I mean if Jalen Brown plays, I don't really have a ton of interest in, in Boston in general. But if Brown sits, I think you could potentially take shots on maybe Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Smart, or even Tatum at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I don't hate any of those guys. If Brown ends up sitting, I don't have a ton of interest. Smart would probably be my favorite one of the three, followed by Tatum, followed by Schroeder. Um, but yeah, like just really not excited to play any of these guys again. It's a low total game. It's not going to be a terribly high paced game. I just don't see a ton of fantasy points being scored here, and all these guys are pretty much priced where they should be. Brown, if he plays, no interest in him. Obviously, nine point one k getting twenty seven minutes out of him. But I think this game is just a full-on fade if Brown ends up playing. And if Brown ends up sitting, then I have very little interest in Smart, Truer, and Tatum.
0: All right. So we got Cleveland going up or going to Miami. Uh, 205 and a total here. Heat, five or eight and a half point favorites. Cleveland side, I mean, Osman's out. Sexton's out. Dean Wade is out. And then on the Miami side, Bam and Butler and Deadman are questionable. Hero expected back. And Morris and Oladipo still out. So a lot of question marks on this game. A lot of big-time question marks in this game um, as far as the Miami side is concerned. But Cleveland looks like we have most of the news here um, for the Cavs. What do you like here for Cleveland?
1: Not a ton. I mean, I think Allen Garland – Mobley, Markkinen are all a little bit in play. They're only guys that would probably end up using as a game stack. All their prices are where they should be. I mean, my favorite of the bunch is Allen. He's been playing pretty well recently. He's been getting a double-double every night. He's been putting up 20-plus points, but a matchup versus Miami is not an easy one. I mean, if Bam and Butler end up missing, that's definitely uh whatever, a tick up for all these guys. Um, considering the spread will probably drop down to somewhere close to a pick'em and I could see any one of these guys going off for a pretty big game going up against a lesser defense without Bam or Butler in there. But as it stands right now, they're all kind of priced where they should be. So it's strictly a game stack situation with those guys. And I don't really have a ton of interest in Rubio. Love obviously not playing a ton of minutes, so don't really want to play him. It it's just Markin and Mobley, Garland, Allen, all with a very small amount of interest in them.
0: A lot more interesting, Garland. If butler and bam sit um and then on the miami side i mean we're we're gonna have to wait for the news like if butler and bam sit i love tyler hero at 7200 um it was just it was rest while he sat the other night so i mean this should be a spot where if these guys end up sitting he should crush kyle lowry 7600 he could crush um and then I, i think like a guy like gabe vincent at 4200 would be pretty popular here as well
1: yeah no if bam and butler end up sitting then robinson vincent lowry all become immediately great plays hero so he's expected to play a yeah place. he's it was just okay, rest it's, it's he, probable. Yeah, was probable. yeah um hero immediately comes into the play as one of the better plays on the slate butler and bam end up playing i'm, I'm probably crossing off this game um It's just that. So we, Butler and Bam take up so much usage that just the price tags of everyone, the amount of minutes that everyone will play immediately become very solid overall values. But if both those guys are in, I'm out on. If Butler ends up sitting, I think you can still play Hero. I think you can still play Robinson, potentially. You can still play Lowry. If Bam ends up sitting, then I don't know. Probably, I mean, Devin might not even play. But I just I I just don't like this spot here unless both those guys end up sitting.
0: Charlotte at Milwaukee. 230 total. Bucks an eight and a half point favorite here. On the Charlotte side, I mean everyone sounds pretty good. Mason Plumlee's out. Cody Martin's questionable. Um Milwaukee Lopez remains out. Divincenzo remains out. Um we'll go. With the Charlotte side first, I mean, these guys are kind of priced right. I, I think if we're, if we're looking at Charlotte players, I think it has to be Terry Rozier over 44 fantasy points in four of the last five games. And this game just screams shootout if it stays close.
1: Yeah, no, this is one another one where I'm strictly doing game stacks and bringing it back. I think LaMelo... Is always in play, but he's priced a little higher than he should be. Bridges is still priced up for how well he was doing earlier on in the season. Hayward's not going to get you there. Washington is not a horrible play, but Rogier is absolutely the top player. I mean, he's been shooting a ton. He's been shooting well. He's been putting up a ton of points. 7.2K, even though he's had over a $1,000 price increase, is still not high enough. The minutes are there. Everything's there. Um, he's the one guy I really want to consider, but if I'm playing him, I'm generally bringing it back with someone on the Milwaukee side.
0: Um, I mean, the Milwaukee side, Giannis is really expensive, but, uh, I mean, we've seen people go for monster games against he Charlotte. legit
1: put up 80 fantasy points. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, <laughs> I don't like betting like triple-doubles, but I might like bet Giannis a triple-double in this game.
1: Yeah, no, I'm honestly not against that. Giannis is is the play here. But, I mean, if you want to throw in Middleton, if you want to throw in Drew, if you want to throw in Portis, I honestly have no problem with it. All these guys are in potential big spots here. If you're not playing Giannis, then a Charlotte game that ends up staying close, someone or two people or three people are going to get there. Charlotte, this game has close to a 230 – it has a 230 total right now. Like, this is going to be a high-scoring game. This game, if it stays close, is going to be just beautiful for fantasy. It's the same thing with every Charlotte game. Like, I, Giannis could realistically go for 80 points here. Like, I, I will be paying up for him. More than likely, I'll be bringing it back with Rogier or with PJ Washington. But you can play any of the guys from this game and on the Milwaukee side and be perfectly happy and have a shot at them six, seven Xing their value.
0: I do like Bobby Portis a lot in this game, for what it's worth. Rockets at the Thunder, 211.5 total. Thunder, 3.5-point uh, favorite. We just got this game the other day and as it well. It was beautiful. Um, Houston side, DJ Augustine's out, and Jalen Green remains out. And on the Thunder side, Derek Favors is out, and Muscala is questionable. We'll start here with Houston. I mean, like I said, we just got this game. Kevin Porter Jr. is still probably too cheap with, you know, green out again.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game, again, Houston's involved in so many blowouts. OKC's involved in so many blowouts that they're never really as expensive as they should be for games that are going to be close. This game has a fairly tight spread here at three. Houston's actually been playing pretty decently. Um, They're playing on the road in OKC, so I think this game ends up staying pretty close. Porter Jr., way too underpriced here. Christian Wood, way too underpriced here. Jason Tate, probably a bit too underpriced here at 5.4K. He put up 36 points against them last time. I think you can go Gordon. Gordon. I think you can go Matthews. But Porter is by far my favorite play, followed by Woods. I'm planning on stacking this game up every which way today.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, how do you not like the game stack? Like... I mean, I love Porter Jr. He's probably going to be one of those guys that, I mean, as soon as they post his rebound assist point prop, I'm going to jump on it because it's going to be too low. Um, But, yeah, I mean, even on the OKC side of things, SGA, 8,300. I don't hate that. Um, I think uh, I'll, I'll turn to Lou Dort before I'll turn to SGA just because I don't think Lou Dort's going to continue to have these, like, terrible nights um i think him and like a josh giddy maybe even like basely robinson earl these guys basely's kind of losing minutes so um i mean you just got to kind of pick your pieces here with okc you know trey man had a really great game the other night but i don't i don't know how much i trust that
1: yeah no, i'm not fully trusting trey man it's just because he was they, they actually gave some extended run to him if i remember correctly because he was just balling out, so they just let him roll with it. Um, not going back there, though. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty much like SGA Dort and Giddy Baisley just not getting enough run recently. Not doing enough when he's actually in the game. Four point eight K is too high priced. Dort and Giddy, I know they didn't have great nights the other night. I don't care. Like last time they played, I think Dort had fifty points prior to the other night. Like five point six K, considering his upside far too low. Giddy just didn't shoot well last game. Um, still contributed with rebounds. Still contributed with stocks assists. He just happened to go one for nine from the field. He's that's the lowest amount of shots he's put up in I don't know ten games. He's gonna shoot more. He's gonna make more baskets. So all these guys' price tags are too low. I know you don't like SGA, but I can almost I wonder. It's the I'm gonna check to see if the lines out for this already. Um, looking at player props because I'm about to hit uh sga is over on points ah gosh they put up to 21.5 still a little low but probably a pretty solid bet porter jr is at 15.5 christian woods at 18.5 and then looking at rebounds so i can give you guys out some bets tonight um woods at 12 and a half that's about right porter jr is at five and a half at plus 125 okay i'm that as soon as the show's over uh, yeah, those are your bets for the night, but yeah, this play wood, play Porter Jr., play Giddy, play Dort, play SGA, stack up this game, play Tate.
0: Dallas at New Orleans 210 and a half total here. Dallas, a three and a half point favorite. Um, Willie collie Stein is out, Frank Nick Lakina is out, Porter Zingis is questionable. And then, I mean, Zion remains out for the Pelicans. So the Dallas side here, I mean, Porzingis matters for sure. Um, I mean, Luca at 11.6 is very interesting. If you think Maxi Kleebler can stay out of foul trouble, he's 4,300 if Porzingis doesn't play. But I mean, Valanchunas can get anyone in foul trouble.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kleber is still a decent play, but I think with enough value that's probably going to end up on the slate. I don't, I don't know if I really want to go there. If Porzingis ends up missing, then uptick to Luca, uptick to Hardaway, uptick to Brunson. Um, they're gonna need some more offense. I'm a little potentially worried about a blowout here. The fact that it's in New Orleans makes me think it's gonna be a little bit closer. The spread's set at four points. Luca, I don't think, is as good of a spend-up as Giannis, so he's going to be tough to go with, even if Porzingis ends up missing. I don't hate it, especially if he's going to come in way lower-owned, but as of right now, assuming close to equal ownership with him and Giannis, that I'd rather go with Giannis. But, yeah, this, this game, like, if Porzingis ends up missing, then I think he can go with some pieces. I think you can stack it up, bring it back with Ingram or Valentunis, but it's not really an exciting game to me. Um
0: Pelican side of things. I mean, if Porzingis sits, I think Valanciunas is super interesting here at ninety two hundred. I know the price tag just seems so crazy, but he might be Not the only. Upper... He hit
1: seven three pointers in the last game.
0: I know, and he hit them like like back to back to back to back. Yep. It's crazy. Um, he was like he was crazy. I think he hit all of them in the first half too. Yep. Um. I mean, the price tag ninety two hundred seems like a lot, but uh, I mean, the matchup s- seems really nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still fine with it, but again, mostly in the game stack, hoping it stays close. Ingram at seven point five k isn't terrible. You're not getting a ton of upside, but you can still hit forty five in this spot. So there's worse things you can do. I think Hart's a decent play here. Um, I mean, he plays minutes. He gets rebounds, like, gets assists, gets points. He can put up double-double with barely getting any points. Um, yeah, like, it, it's it's pretty much those three guys. Like I said, I don't have a ton of interest in this game with Valanciunas being priced up to where he is. It is a very good matchup. It's just so hard to pay that for him with Ingram back. And, I mean, the only reason he did so well the other night is because he put up 24 shot attempts prior to that with Ingram in the offense. I don't think he's put up more than, like, 17. So... It's tough to pay that price tag. It is a very good matchup going up against Dallas. If this game stays close, he's probably involved. So, like I said, game stack or probably staying away.
0: All right, we finish it out with Sacramento at L.A. Taking on the Clippers um, back-to-back for Sacramento. So, we'll have to see if anything comes out of that. I mean, Nicholas Batum and Kawhi Leonard remain out for the Clippers uh harrison barnes i mean he's still dealing with like a sprained foot so i don't know if this would be a game that he'll be back or not uh we saw bagley get ruled out with an illness uh, before lock um yesterday what are your thoughts here on
1: the kings i mean if barnes ends up sitting i think you can go Halliburton, and fox um i like holmes regardless I think that he could be in for a pretty decent night here. Offers a little bit of upside at 5,800. That price tag's just getting so low that, I mean, one of these nights, he's going to end up with 35 minutes. I think tonight could be the night. So Holmes is a guy that, like, no matter what, Metu Bagley's out again. Um, I think that he's in play at 3,800. Probably tick too cheap. But Hyde, Halliburton, Fox, all guys they don't have a ton of interest in unless Barnes ends up missing the second game in a row. So... Yeah, Holmes, Matthew Bagley's out again. Hyde, and Fox are all fringe GPP plays if Barnes ends up sitting.
0: And then on the Clippers' side, I mean, Reggie Jackson has been someone that I've been kind of like pounding his three-point prop because it seems like it's two and a half every night and he continues to hit three or more every night. Um, I mean, Reggie Jackson is someone I don't mind playing. I just... This game got out of, I mean, I don't know. I The price is just, I don't know if I play Paul George over some of these other guys in this price range. I think Jackson and maybe Zubach, but I mean, you can't really trust his minutes either.
1: Yeah. They've yeah, been in I mean,
0: some blowouts though too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have. I mean. That's, that's why a lot of these guys haven't gotten run in the fourth quarter. They've been in four blowouts in the last five games, I want to say. Uh, three in the last four, it looks like. Um, so, like Jackson, you're right. I, I keep hitting his over prop on threes and outside that Golden State spot. He just keeps hitting. So, I'm not going to stop here. I don't mind playing him in DFS. Uh, he's 6K. If the game stays close, then I mean Sacramento runs at a pretty big pace. Got a decent total here. Don't mind him, Paul George, strictly a guy that had thrown there if I, if Barnes was ruled out and I was bringing some other guys back, so obviously news you have to wait for, but George, yeah, probably not as good as the other spend ups on the slate, but still a guy that's very much in play, but Jackson is definitely the play here, and I think you can play Zubak as a bring back if you're playing a few Sacramento players.
0: Um all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. I don't really see much else uh, to go over here favorite play under 5k to go 7x who do you got
1: this one's tough here um obviously so much of it kind of rides on injuries i feel like there's someone from the okc game that i wanted to say but now i cannot remember i'm gonna go with gafford
0: oh you took my guy um (coughs) hold on let me find someone else now
1: yeah, sorry. I had to scroll through a little bit and everything was like, all right, if Butler's out, then yes. If Butler's out, then yes. If this guy's out, then yes.
0: All right, I'm just going to, I'm going to, there's a huge asterisk here, but I'll go Gabe Vincent, depending on the Miami injuries. Cause I mean, Duarte, uh, say, I'll say Duarte, because I think yeah. with, um, well, I can't think of his name right now, sure. Holiday out. Uh, I don't think it really matters with Turner or not, but I think with Holiday out, Duarte has an avenue to play 30 minutes in this game. So I'll go Duarte. Change my mind. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust at the top today?
1: I'm going Tatum.
0: Yeah, I mean... This one's tough, I think, today. I My slight... My slight lean is... De'Aaron Fox is my slightly. I'm going to go De'Aaron Fox at 8,800. Favorite 6X play. Who do you got today?
1: It would be Towns or Russell if Edwards ends up missing, but I'm going to go with Kevin Porter Jr.
0: You took my guy again. I'm like, oh, he's talking about these. You know, guys, I'll take man. SGA. You can have Kevin Porter. (laughs) It's fine. Terry Rozier was the other guy that I had written down that I like um, for 6X. So there you go. Both in the same range. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got?
1: I'm going to go with Sean Holmes.
0: Don't mind that one. Yawning. Um, So professional. I think I'm going to go. I think Levert's going to be popular though, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be popular too. Give me Cole Anthony. I don't think maybe he's popular, but I mean at his price, I don't think he'll be extremely popular. I think the only way the Magic stay in the game is if Cole Anthony has a big game. So, um, any bets standing out to you? I know you mentioned we both mentioned a couple that we'll be looking for for sure.
1: Yeah, Reggie Jackson over two and a half three is my favorite by far. Favorite is Kevin Porter Jr. over. Five and a half rebounds, currently sitting at plus one twenty-five over on the DK Sportsbook. I'm hitting that as soon as we're off the show. Um Christian Wood over 18 and a half points. SGA over 21 and a half points. Yeah, there's there's a few. And I think what's Rogier's three point prop. Don't generally have this many out the night before. Oh, gosh, Rozier, over two-and-a-half threes at plus 100. Hit that.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kevin Porter Jr., I'll definitely be looking at his assist rebound and point prop. I mean, it'll probably be too low. So I'll be looking for that for sure. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: I need to get to bed.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, Probably going to watch the end of the Golden uh, State-Phoenix game just because it's an awesome game. But, yeah, that's about all I got for today. That'll wrap it up. We'll be back tomorrow. Basketball and football podcast on Thursday, so make sure you check both of those out. Um, That's it. We'll see you all tomorrow. Good luck.